0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Outgrow's Marketer of the Month. I'm your host, Dr. Saksham Sharda. I'm the creative director at Outgrow.co. And for this month, we're going to interview Weishin Lai, who is the CEO of Acoustic Sheep, LLC. Thanks for joining us, Weishin.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Alright, so Vaishan, we're going to start with a rapid-fire round just to break the ice. You get three passes, in case you don't want to answer the question, you can just say pass. Uh, But try to keep your answers to one word or one sentence only, okay? Okay. Okay, alright. Okay, so the first one. How long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? About five minutes now. Okay, most embarrassing moment of your life? (laughs)
1: Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think. Um
0: Okay, we'll have to pass that. Too much time. How many hours of sleep can you survive on? None. <laughs> okay, fill no. in the blank. An upcoming marketing trend is blank. Uh,
1: an upcoming marketing thing, um cybersecurity is important.
0: The city in which the best kiss of your life happened.
1: <laughs> uh, Paris.
0: Pick one, Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey.
1: Um, Jack Dorsey.
0: The first movie that comes to your mind when I say the word ambition. When did you last cry, and why?
1: Oh, um, nightmare about my kids.
0: <laughs> okay. The biggest mistake of your career.
1: Oh, that's that. You know, hard to say. I don't know. Um, I did not join the CDC. I, okay. I don't, know, I don't. It's like that's my previous <laughs> long-term career, but now I have a different okay. career.
0: Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So, how do you relax?
1: Ah, uh, listen to music in a car without the kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? One. Mm-hmm. A habit of yours that you hate?
1: Um, I still chew on my fingernails some.
0: <laughs> okay. The most valuable skill you've learned in life? Uh,
1: I... Th- to, um reflective on on a conversation as it's going on so um, talking about the meta conversation sometimes while you're Mm. in the conversation with somebody Mm
0: -hmm. and the last question is your favorite netflix show
1: oh netflix um so we we actually watch a lot of octonauts i have young kids
0: <laughs> okay, a lot of your questions were centered around kids. Your answers were centered around kids. How oh, interesting. Yeah. Except the biggest mistake of your career to which you didn't say kids, which is good. <laughs> 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 All right, so, well, that's the end of the rapid fire round. You scored nine on 10 because you passed one. Well, I had to make you pass one because you thought a lot in the most embarrassing moment of your life. So, uh, that's it, nine on 10. All right, so let's go on to the bigger questions. The first one is actually quite simple. Uh, What are sleep phones and how did the idea of building these earphones first come into place?
1: Right. Um, so I actually, you know, in my life, I don't have a lot of regrets. Um, I, I try not to think back on what I should have done differently and I just kind of keep Mm -hmm. moving forward. Right. Um, so that, that's why it's hard to think of like, uh, things that are and embarrassed about or or something, because it's all Hmm. built me to where I am today. So anyway, um, so okay, so sleep phones. These are sleep phones. uh, And Uh. these are actually headphones. Um, So uh, I started off my ambition in in life uh, from high school to uh, and and for 10 years after high school was to um, become an epidemic intelligence service uh, through the CDC. Uh, person and go around the world investigating epidemics and stuff like that and so um, that uh, I I interviewed at the CDC and I ended up uh, it was a really hard decision to not take that um, position um, and uh, decided to instead go into private practice as a family doctor Um, so anyway uh, we'll get to all of that. I think it's relevant somehow because <laughs> of your rapid fire questions. But in any case, <laughs> um, uh, my um, uh, so so I was in private practice and I would be on call every fourth night. And whenever you're on call, um, you get calls, you know, at three a.m. and five a.m. Whatever, you know, you get called every few hours. And it would be really hard for me to get back to sleep after getting one of those phone calls. And so then. Um, I decided, you know, I, I was complaining to my husband, and, and he brought home uh, some speakers one day, and so we decided to like just kind of try making our own um, to see if maybe I could listen to some relaxing music that can help, you know, calm my mind and get me back to sleep and stuff like that, and and not disturb anybody else because we were in a small apartment at the time. Um, you know, at 3am, I can't be blasting the radio or anything. (laughs) So Mm. it was, um, so we came up with the idea of putting very, very thin speakers, uh, inside of a headband. So I'll show you what the speaker looks like. Um, and then, uh, you know, once we did that and I was able to really sleep well, uh, and just, you know, listen to my, um, guided meditation and things like that. Um, so this is one of the speakers it's just really, really thin and they're flexible. Um, so, and, um, I, it, it, worked for me. And so then I was thinking, well, you know, I've got a ton of patients taking sleeping pills. Um, I should probably just make a few more and see, you know, what's out there. See if anybody's interested in something like this, because we looked everywhere and there wasn't anything. Um there were no headphones designed for sleeping in bed um and so that's that's kind of how we started
0: all of this Hmm. and what has this journey been like you know your transition from being a doctor to being an entrepreneur what major changes did you see in your day-to-day life
1: yeah um so in the beginning we actually bootstrapped everything um we at night um My husband and I, we would just sit down after work, um, you know, put on the TV and just start sewing and soldering um, when we started this company. So we actually made the first 500 pieces ourselves by hand on our kitchen table. Um, And then, uh, and so, you know, we were still working our day jobs uh, and we continue to work our day jobs for five years after starting the company. Um, We uh, did transition to where, you know, we would say, well, I'll work four days a week and then three days a week. And then my uh, kids came along. So then, you know, two days a week and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so we did make a lot of transitions along the way, um, as necessary. And then about five years in, um, we, you know, just kind of sewing ourselves and working with some of our neighbors and, you know, people we knew people we found off Craigslist in fact, too. um, we transitioned to where, uh, we actually made a million dollars, um, in sales that year. And so then we decided, okay, um, we've got to make a decision. Like this is actually, and we, we get in a whole bunch of people telling us how, uh, how good these are, uh, how, how good sleep phones have helped their life. Um, and like, it's changed my life. I've been able to, you know, sleep better after taking sleeping pills for 10 years, I've been able to come off, Uh, and people wrote in and said, it saved my marriage, um, because I'm finally able to sleep next to my snoring husband and things like that. Um, and so we were seeing just how positive of an impact we were having. And so with my, uh, like public health background, um, and just the, the fact that I like more preventative medicine than treatment medicine and, uh, the, the goal that, kind of overacts my life which is to really just benefit the world in the best way that I can um it made sense for us at that point my husband and I to transition out of our day jobs and focus more on just growing the company because honestly we were helping more people sleep which was improving the rest of their lives uh, than I could ever uh, have done, you know, as uh, as a physician, you know, seeing about 20, 30 patients a day, uh, and just make basically prescribing pills and stuff like that. So, decided that it was a better use of our time. So, um, we we went to see, CES, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, in Las Vegas for the first time, uh, and uh, and just at that point. Um, we didn't really know what we were doing. That was our first major big trade show. And uh, we had one and one of the awards and everybody flocked to our little booth, 10 by 10 booth. It was incredible. Like we were the busiest booth in the entire area. We could barely leave the booth to see the rest of the show because we were so busy. So um, we, we recognized then that, okay, we, we've got something really spectacular here and we really need to focus on it. And so that's when we finally moved our operations out of our house and into a warehouse and like set up a proper business and you know filled out all the forms and things like that
0: (laughs) wow so that's been quite a journey and is there something about being a doctor that you miss now
1: i do you know i I enjoy every job that i've done um because i you know i only go into things that i find fulfilling (laughs) um Mm and uh so so sometimes you know especially with the current pandemic i wonder you know how i could have contributed if i had been at the cdc and um i was able to you know somehow guide the conversations uh and and just kind of try to make sure that we're all having a better experience through all of this so th- yeah sometimes i do regret that although um you know, I'm, I'm kind of doing my own thing now, uh, where I'm helping the business community really understand um, the the pandemic and how to uh, grow and transition and pivot and whatever it is that you need to do during this pandemic. And so that that's been really rewarding, too. So, yeah,
0: what are what are some of the ways in which you're doing this?
1: Yeah, um, so This actually uh, harkens back to one of the uh, questions that you had asked uh, that your viewers have asked uh, Which is you know, what is the one thing that um, that you did right? Uh, that you found so um, at the beginning of the pandemic um, I started blogging about, you know, what you should have in stock You know what you need need to make sure that you are doing uh, right now and prepare, uh, preparing and kind of what to expect, you know, like because part of preparation is okay. Is it going to be a two-week lockdown, or is it going to be like a two-year kind of a ordeal where we're still still dealing with this? Because you need to be mentally prepared and to you know dole out the right types of computers or whatnot to your employees. Um, and so I recognized pretty early on that this was a long-term thing and that we're going to need to wear face masks and all this stuff. And so when the fa- face mask mandate came about um, in the US, uh, I, uh at, at that point we were, most of us were still in lockdown. Uh, and so we, it's not like we could have traveled to, a craft store to make our own masks and at the time like there were no masks surgical masks or anything of that sort to be found in on the market because we were you know basically saving them for our first responders um and so everybody had to just kind of scrounge around at home and make their own cloth masks and so um I you know as a doctor I've had experience with wearing face masks during surgery uh you know i would sit in on surgeries as a medical student and resident and things like that uh, for hours on end. (laughs) Hours and hours. And so then you learn uh, that the uh, nasal bridge, um, the wire is very important and the fogging of the glasses is also an issue for a lot of people. Um, And if they have facial hair, that's also an issue. Um, And just different size faces because I was thinking about my kids at the time too and kind of fitting the, the mask to their face. And so Um, as I was looking online for different face mask, um, you know, tutorials and things like that, I found that there really wasn't anything, um, to account for all of the other, uh, scenarios, uh, like the, the, the extras. Um, and it was all designed for like the standard adult face without a nose wire and, um, and stuff like that. And so at that point, I just, said well i've got a sewing machine i've got all this fabric laying around let me just try something so um so i did (laughs) kind of like how sleep phones got started um and i just kind of sewed i used some speaker wire uh for the nasal bridge uh and then um just some some like flannel fabric because uh is a little harder to see through and you could see that, you know, things can probably get trapped a little bit easier and all of that. And so I put all of that together and made a face mask that fit better uh and was more comfortable because it had the nasal bridge and it could fit different size faces, different um ideas about like sizing for different size faces. Uh and, and my husband had a beard. He he has a very long beard. Uh, And so like regular face masks just don't fit, like you're supposed to have it under your chin and all that, right? But in in his case, we just needed the the face mask to go way down uh, to kind of cover his beard a bit so that there's a little bit more uh, filtration there. So um, came up with the design and wrote a big blog article about it, put it online and uh, called it the most comfortable face mask. <laughs> um and honestly uh you know and and just you know made sure I talked about bearded men and glasses and kids and things like that turned out that there were there was nothing on the internet for bearded men um <laughs> and we ranked uh number 1 on Google for face mask for bearded men uh weeks oh. yeah
0: wow yeah so mm. you
1: know people are searching for this and and we ranked number 1 and so it brought, um, it quadrupled the amount of traffic to our website um, for some time. And uh, and honestly, uh, to this day, the, the traffic has not completely gone back to where it was. <laughs> um, so wow. I think, you know, we really gained a lot of uh, Google authority points on this and uh, just search traffic in general. Uh, and, uh, and because we did so much more uh bring so much more traffic to our website and and the fact that you know it was centered around something comfortable um i think because for sleep phones i mean our our main goal with sleep phones is to have a comfortable headphone for sleeping in right uh it's about that you know when you're going to bed and so um you know kind of pivoting on that word comfortable <laughs> into face masks, uh mm-hmm. really brought that traffic to our site and um we, we doubled our sales uh for you know half of last year basically
0: that's an amazing marketing story for for real that's like really great and how you manage because even like even the topic, the most comfortable face mask is actually should be like, you know, is something that people would be Googling at that time. And I'm glad you stuck on the beard thing. But even this topic of most comfortable face mask is just, you know, it's just amazing. But that's great. So in addition to this, could you uh, tell us about any other go to advertising or marketing strategies that you're using? Um,
1: well, let's see. So. I, you know, at some point um, in, in our uh, 14 years now uh, of running this company, at some points, yeah, I've been like, well, you know, do we really need to run Google ads? Uh, or, um, you know, what what should we do about Amazon and all this stuff? And uh, what we did find was that, you know, it is so important. It, it, it is, it is, <laughs> you know, worth it. <laughs> and, you know, just make sure that you're, you're not overspending uh make sure you're getting roi but as long as you're getting roi um, google ads are, are good
0: okay so that's what you've been doing google ads and any facebook ads or just mostly google ads
1: yeah facebook ads yeah we do um you know mm-hmm. all the different advertising online standard advertising you know, microsoft and all of that
0: So speaking of, like, comfort, how do you think ASMR has evolved in the past 10 years? And how do you use it for growth?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one, too. Um, So there's a story with that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. My husband's always, you know, he's a uh, game developer. Um, Mm -hmm. And so he's always on, like, the bleeding edge of all new technologies and, like, all new thought and things like that. And I am more of the person who's like down to earth, like I'm going to, uh, plan out the next two weeks and you know, what, what I need to bring for this, whatever, uh, like I get things done. Right. Um, I'm I'm that kind of type a personality, whereas he is the broad thinker. So I, you know, and, and he reads a lot too. Um, so he's always reading about new stuff. Um, and he, he, um, thinks about, you know, what happened in the past and what's going to happen in the future, you know, 10, 20, 100 years down the line um, and kind of talks, you know, we talk about it. And then I'm like, oh, well, hey, you know, that's actually relevant to this, this and this. So let's implement whatever, you know. And so um, so he brings in a lot of new information. And ASMR was one of those things that he had stumbled upon. It was you know, kind of a new phenomenon at the time and i want to say this is about like seven eight years ago uh, when it was just kind of starting to take off um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh we we found some youtubers and they um seemed really nice and this was kind of to me it was kind of weird honestly um didn't really get it <laughs> um, <laughs> but i mean i, I, I can tell um that some people yes you know when when you do get that tingly feeling um I you know I can relate to the tingly feeling and then um I don't know if it relaxes me or if it makes me anxious but I think for me um, I'm just more of a type a personality but for some people that can perhaps relax them right and so uh, to me it seemed like a really interesting new phenomenon that we should know a little bit more about and medical science is always way behind <laughs> we're always playing catch up right um and learning about these new phenomenon that people experience uh and we have to you know learn to really listen to our patients more honestly in my opinion um anyway so asmr was um this new thing and we found a youtuber that was willing to work with us and so we're like hey you know we understand that some of your um listeners relax to this and may fall asleep and so here's a set of sleep phones can you you know look at it review it maybe talk talk about it because uh it could be beneficial to you too um so that your listeners have something comfortable to wear while they're listening um And so we were surprised because she did a, an entire podcast, you know, centered around it. So an unboxing, right. You know, tapping on things and then like, you know, brushing on things. And, um, it really, uh, that podcast got a lot, a lot of views very, very quickly, uh, brought a lot of traffic to our site. Uh, we sold a lot and we recognized that, Hey, this is really an area that we need to, um, to grow with because uh like a, a couple months after starting to work with her um she ended up on major news stations talking about the work that she does um, and so oh wow yeah yeah and you know she, she no longer responds to our emails now because she's too big but anyway <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you know and and so we kind of caught this just before it blew up right and um and, and so, and we've grown with it for sure. Uh, and if you search for, you know, comfortable headphones for ASMR, um, we definitely come up high uh, if not first. And so we decided at 1.2 to make um, an ASMR edition because we have a version where we have built-in music. Um, so rather than being Bluetooth, where it pairs with your phone and you have to, you know, set up your phone with whatever playlist and things like that, um, we had a version that we designed for for your grandmother basically um for your grandparents who don't have an iphone don't know how to do a playlist who don't want to like sync anything you know they just want to press a button and and listen to whatever favorite thing they have right and so we we designed a version that was super simple with built-in music and so we worked with a um a wide variety of asm artists uh, to, uh, to make a custom sleep track, uh, for the ASMR edition for us. Uh, and we built it all in, um, and yeah. Um, and then we work with them directly on, you know, commissions and things like that. And, uh, it's been really, really rewarding.
0: And what do you think the future of ASMR is? How big do you think it's going to get?
1: There's going to be more medical research done on it as soon as this COVID thing is over because it, it is very interesting, mm-hmm. um, and I think we're going to um, figure out that it is a phenomenon that um, right. has certain physiologic effects. Uh, you know, and and everybody's different, right? And so for some people, it's going to have this set of physiologic effects, and for other people, it's going to have another. Um, and you know how, uh, CBD oil and things like that have become more mainstream, uh, and, and it's being used for seizures and things like that for, um, certain types of seizures, uh, we're going to find medical uses for ASMR, I think. Um, and, uh, and I think that's great because these are all natural modalities that, uh, that have real physiologic effects that can impact our physical and mental health.
0: And you mentioned using these influencers who are actually talking about your, about your product uh, while doing their videos. So how do you go about picking these influencers? How do you know, you know, do you use a particular tool or a website that is able to vet them? How do you go about knowing that, you know, this is the right influencer to uh, partner with?
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, we just looked on, we just searched on ASMR and looked for the number of subscribers and listened to a mm. whole bunch and if they sounded like they were um, you know that, that that things weren't too strange uh, and that um, and they weren't so big that they were ignoring our emails um, then yeah we could work with them um, and, but we wanted you know as big as we could get but would still mm. be willing to work with us basically
0: And usually are you doing it on a commission-based model, as you said, or sometimes you have to give an upfront fee or, uh, you know, an advance of some sorts or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So it's definitely, uh, so if they sell the ASMR edition, they definitely do get commissions on that. Um, And as far as upfront fees go, we did provide, um, you know, samples and um, the offer to, help with any photography costs and things like that because mm-hmm. we wanted a really beautiful picture uh, to represent them. Um, I don't know if your listeners have any idea about CDs.
0: <laughs> about <laughs> what?
1: CDs. Um, like back in the oh, day. Oh, CVs. When I was like that. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, compact discs. Um,
0: oh, CDs. Got, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, CDs. Mm-hmm. So, so you get a CD and you get this beautiful booklet, right? And, and this booklet gives you the lyrics and it's got... Pictures, you know, stylized pictures of all your favorite artists in different poses and things like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, I wanted to harken back a little bit to that um, and just kind of bring the artist to life uh, because, you know, everything is digital nowadays, but, like, to have that physical um, uh, printed, you know, version of a person uh, in their best... Uh, You know in a still but but looking their best and things like that um i think you know brings something to the experience of of listening to asmr it it is you know asmr is really about the physical being in the present and being there right um rather than living in in an utterly digital world um and so I, i feel like having that um that physical experience of holding this booklet with with nice pictures and things like that, and a little bit of background about each ASM artist, uh, is helpful because it's uh, it's part of the experience. So that that's uh, what we so did. We, 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 we paid them um a, a, you know to to find the a photographer and all of that kind of stuff to to help bring this experience to life.
0: Okay, so I also wanted to know like when you do if I were to divide your sales the sales that you have made uh, do a lot of them come from advertising or do a lot of them come from influencers or affiliates like what is the breakdown like what do you think is a good strategy for businesses like yours uh do they should they focus more on advertising what is a good breakdown
1: it's going to be different for every single business obviously um so how i would categorize our business uh, we have a very niche electronics product um and it it, it's unlike anything out there so when you say headphones people think automatically you know this thing that goes over your head with a band and then like little two cans over your ears or earbuds and so i feel like for our product there's a lot of education involved because it's not intuitive Um, it's a completely new concept right people are always asking well Does it come with music or like what do you listen to and it's like well You can listen to whatever it is that you want and you can listen to um, You know white noise or audio books or whatever it is that helps you sleep and so then it starts to click but that takes time Uh, and and it and it's the people who don't need sleep phones and about two-thirds of people uh, honestly don't need sleep phones <laughs> and I'm okay with that you know I don't need to sell uh, ice Eskimos or anything but a third of people who have trouble sleeping really could benefit uh, from sleep phones and it's to these people uh, that we want to make sure that they know we're available and that this is something for them but it takes a lot of education because it's not something that uh, has been trailblazed already and so the people like make the connections one, two, three. Oh, i just you know sync it and then listen to this and uh and i can fall asleep we we really have to spell it out for them take some education and um so if if we and and we've tried going into um big box retailers uh where basically people are just scanning around for brands that they know and it doesn't work it doesn't work for us um, because they don't know about us already it takes the education component and so i think that's kind of where we need to focus and where you know it it depends on your business uh if it's really intuitive like everybody knows exactly what you do as soon as you talk about it then you don't need to educate you can you know it is a competition about price in many ways probably but for us it is uh you know we have we do have some um knockoffs out there some copycats and they're the quality is is very very different Uh, we sew everything together we don't glue anything or you know we don't have really hard thick components everything is really custom designed uh, for comfort right and so yeah to differentiate you know we, we sell online because online is the best way to educate somebody about something new um, and we, um, and we have to make sure that they understand that we have the highest quality product out there.
0: So what would be in your case, what is the breakdown? So in just in your company's case, just as an example.
1: Um, so advertising is part of it, but a lot of it is, um, getting out there for, uh, sending samples to different, um. Who could write about us uh or um you know honing in on um the the reporters who are writing about um sleep and um targeting the um uh different uh online message boards and things like that um about sleep. Um or or different issues around sleep, um, like snoring and things like that. So yeah, those are some of the things that we do.
0: Okay, Okay. so so the last question, the last question is, uh, what would you be doing if not this? So what other career path would you have if not the one that you have right now?
1: (laughs) Um, Well, um, I I would be um, working this pandemic, helping people uh, make the right choices and, Uh, And and actually, right now, um, I'm volunteering as a uh, vaccine um, giver, too. So I've been giving shots on the side. So kind of getting back into a little bit of the medicine uh, and helping people directly side of things. But I I still am more passionate about the preventative medicine and um, public health and, you know, doing things that help a lot of people at at once uh, from a very basic level. Um, And I think that's in many ways, what Sleep Phones does is uh, it improves people's lives day to day by helping them sleep better. So, um, you know, it all kind of comes together in the end and we're very happy about what we do.
0: Well, that was the last question. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this month's episode of Outgrows Marketer of the Month. That was Wei Shin Lai, who is the CEO of Acoustic Sheep, LLC. Thanks for joining us, Shin. Check out the website for more details and we'll see you once again next month for another marketer of the month. Thank you.